0: all right good evening ladies and gentlemen it's your good buddy chewy i am joined once again from with my brother from another mother mr pippinger how are you sir
1: i'm doing fantastic i've been uh going through a little bit of uh vlog withdrawal so i'm glad to be back here uh doing this with you on your wonderful website and uh i I think we got some good stuff to talk about finally
0: i think so you know what it it has been it's been a little while um, let's see the last time we got together, um, which actually was the last episode of the, the podcast or the vlog or what have you was, uh, was July 18th. So it has been, um, it has wow. been a minute, um, which is entirely too long. So Way what, too uh, what, we uh, apologize to
1: our fan out there. Yeah,
0: fan. yeah. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry that uh, you had to go so long without, uh, sitting through another 48 minute, Video blog of uh,
0: what? Um, what? Real quick before we get into uh, to tonight's topic, what what have you been? Uh, what have you been up to since July?
1: Oh, geez, um, you know, just kind of getting through the summer months, I guess. Uh, life life is pretty normal ish, I guess. I've uh, got a daughter right now who just started kindergarten, and today was her first day of actually going to kindergarten. Okay. So it's been a been a sort of a weird transition into her. Going into that process, so it's not just like, you know, not being in kindergarten one day and then being in kindergarten the next. She's had to start sort of um, partially in kindergarten, doing uh, e-learning and stuff like that from her daycare, and now she's in a weird program where she goes two days one week, three days the next, and so they're just they're phasing people, they're phasing children back into the school system very slowly, which I appreciate and I think is a smart idea, but at the same time it's still really weird and my hopes and dreams of being uh, out of uh, daycare with one child have been shattered, unfortunately. So we're, we're having to continue those payments a little bit longer than I hoped, but uh, you know, it's, it's worth it in the end.
0: Yeah. So so I got, um, so my older two boys, they're in kind of a similar situation where three days, like every other day they'll go to the, go to school. So uh, one week they'll go in three days and then the other two days they're like home virtually. And then, um, and then my youngest, who is a first grader, he goes to the building every day. So, um, this is our first last week. We had a kind of a preview day um, where they all went one day. Uh, But so this is the first full week of school. um, You know, for for whatever that means. So it's um, you know so far so good. You know, obviously, and I'm and I'm sure it's for the same way for you guys in Indiana. Still a lot of social distancing. They still have to wear their masks. the kids actually don't, um, don't change classes, like the teachers rotate as opposed to the cl- kids rotating. So, um, you know, it's, it's different, but I guess the good news is it's the only thing that they know, right? They don't know any different. so. Right.
1: Yeah, very true. And uh, it, it, it's been uh, certainly inconvenient on a handful of levels. My, all my hobbies have been squashed for the summer. In terms of, uh, you know, the summer blockbuster movies that we all love going to, and I'm a big concert goer too, so pretty much all of those have been shut down. Um, you know, the, the one hobby that I feel like I still have left that is actually probably flourishing is, uh, it happens to be our topic for tonight. So, nice. like that segue, I'm kind of trying to weave in that in there. Outstanding. Um, yeah, yeah. Lay,
0: lay it on them. What's, what's tonight's topic?
1: So today we're going to talk about our current our current top five favorite video games. Uh, You know, we've touched on movies and music and wrestling and all the other geeky shit that we really loved when we were in college. And and we'd be uh, uh, in bad shape if we didn't mention our love for video games when we went to school. And, uh, you know, I I don't, uh, you know, when, when, I guess, to the best of your recollection, when did you start playing video games? What was, like, your first experience with, uh, you know, the the wonderful hobby of
0: gaming? Yeah, I guess, so I was... um... The first system that I had was an Atari, an old school like Atari, probably twenty six hundred. You know, so that was the um, you know the the first Space Invaders and um, Pac Man and Pitfall and um, River Raid, which I know holds a special place in your heart. Love Um, it. And uh, yeah, so that was you know, and then obviously as I was growing up. you know the, the the quarter video machines, whether it was at Chuck E. Cheese or at the roller rink or um, at Carlos Pizza uptown. You know, we'd we'd uh, just pump those video games full of quarters. But probably, I guess the answer to your question was it would be like Atari. I had a buddy that had an old school like Coleco Vision. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So back, um, you know, what's that? Early '80s.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel like we're part of sort of a generation that has been here for all the the console gaming, which is when the gaming industry got just blown up. Yeah. Um. You know, we were we were young when we were we're children of the '80s, right? We're both in our uh, early-ish to mid '40s, and uh, we we were around when Atari came out. We were very young back then, and we're probably sort of one of the last generations that was around for that that still probably regularly plays video games. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd i like to say I regularly play. I don't regularly play, although I've been playing a little bit more lately. Um, but it's interesting, like the generations older than us, uh, I don't feel like they play as much and the ones younger than us weren't around for some of the you know, the beginning consoles and things like that. So that's that's kind of interesting. But I'm curious, are you, are you playing at all now? And if so, what are you playing right now? Or what was the most recent game that you played that you really liked?
0: You know what? I, I don't play a ton of uh, traditional video games now. Um, every once in a while I'll jump on the PS4 or the Xbox with my kids, um, you know, and, and they'll get me to play, um, you know, Fortnite or or one of these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but it has been a long time since I've played, um, with any regularity. I do play, um, Several like mobile games on my phone these days, yeah. which obviously is you know you know we we've got you know we've got this thing in our pocket all the time, right? So, yeah. um, so I, I play um, a lot of kind of turn-based, um, you know, those kind of old school turn-based strategy games. There's a um, essentially it's the same game that I play three different varieties of. There's there's a Star Wars version, a Marvel version, and a DC version, and you know you're kind of you know building characters and collecting characters and and ranking up characters. It's, it's kind of a, uh, it's not quite a D&D because there's really not a, a, a real story mode to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I would say that's, that's really the only quote video gaming that I'm doing these days. Um, you know, with the exception of if I, if I get to a spot where um, you know I, I can run across an arcade game uh, from, from my youth, I will certainly stop and play those. Uh, there's there's the one spot that, that you and I visit when you come to Cleveland um, called 16-Bit, which is an old-school, um, you know, all-you-can-play uh, old-school arcade, right? And they've got all these games. They're all free. As long as you're drinking, you can play. And um, so when I go there, um, I, I will certainly play an occasional video game or two. Sure.
1: But,
0: and uh, a couple of those games might show up on my list tonight. We'll see.
1: Oh, nice. All right. Excellent. Well, hey, man, without further ado, I, uh, we could probably just shoot the shit about this for another half an hour, but we should probably get to our list before this turns into an hour and a half long. We could. Are you, uh,
0: before we go there, what, what are you drinking tonight? Anything good?
1: Uh, so tonight's um, half silver video blog is sponsored by my my new, let's see if I can get this here. It's called Aupeer. It's a, uh okay. It's a gin, which I've mentioned in the past that I really like. I just bought this tonight. It's a brand new uh, venture for me. It's an Oriental London dry gin. I wasn't nice. where we could say oriental anymore but apparently it's on the bottle so i'm just reading <laughs> okay, the night. words um but it's very tasty how about uh, how about you uh so tonight
0: i've got um am not gonna be able to see it i don't think i've got a oh, crap that's frustrating uh it is a jack daniels single barrel barrel proof um th- this was actually a gift just recently from my wife um she is a professional photographer and I uh, professionally build websites. And so I built her website for her and as payment for building her website, she bought me a bottle of, uh, of, of bourbon or of whiskey that she, she knew that I would like. Ironically enough, our 22 um, our year anniversary was a couple of weeks ago right congratulations thank you thank you and this happened to be what i was drinking that night and so sure enough two weeks later she uh she bought me a bottle as a as a thank you 22
1: years good grief we should do a video blog on whatever we remember from that night because that was a long time ago it would be
0: it would be a very short list of things
1: (laughs) (laughs) i got a couple of memories from that not a lot but a couple of them
0: um all right well hey you came up with the topic so i will let you um i will let you go Um, If I just to kind of set the ground rules, this is uh, video games across any platform across, you know, console, stand up, arcade, computer, what have you, um, any time period. And we're going to we're going to limit it to our top five plus one honorable mention.
1: Yep. All right. Well. I will start with number five. We'll get to our honorable mention maybe after our uh, after we work our way up the ladder. But okay, my number five is a game that came out in two thousand two, <clears throat> and and sort of took the world by storm, uh, made by Rockstar Games. And this was the first game of its kind that I played personally, and I fell in love with it. And to this day, still think it's one of the greatest games I ever played. And that is Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Um, nice. This this game was uh, an incredible it was the first time I ever played what we now commonly refer to as an open world game where you could basically just go anywhere you wanted to. It was a completely 3d environment. Um, I mean, I, I can't imagine anybody watching this doesn't know what we're talking about, so it doesn't do a lot to describe it, but I mean, it's a, the game is filled with allusions to the eighties, uh, you know, neon lights and outlandish characters w- with an incredible voice, uh, voice cast. I mean, you've got, the likes of uh, Ray Liotta, you've got Tom Sizemore, Dennis Hopper, Burt Reynolds. Yes, Burt Reynolds was a voice talent for a Grand Theft Auto video game. Imagine that. Louis Guzman, uh, Philip Michael Thomas from uh, uh, Miami Vice fame, Uh, Danny Trejo, Gary Busey, Lee Majors, Debbie Harry from Blondie, uh, Jenna Jameson, Lawrence Taylor, and that's, that's just scraping the surface. Uh, it was a great storyline. It was a third-person action game that you know, allows you to shoot people and steal cars and complete missions for cash, and, and running from the cops was just this exhilarating experience that really you know, got your, your blood pumping, and uh, I love the fact that it borrowed so heavily from Scarface and Miami Vice and, and all things 80s, and to me, it was just a great game that combined a really fun story and a very, very unique style of, of gameplay that, that before then I had never been exposed to. And this is one of those games where, you know, I, my mind would just get so enveloped in what was going on that I would go to bed and I would have dreams. I would have visions about this game and I just couldn't ever get it out of my head until I got through it. And it, it's one of my favorite games that I've ever played. So that's, that's awesome. my number five.
0: Yeah, that was, um, I, I don't know that I ever beat that game, um, but, I, but that, that is one of the few open world games that, uh, that I actually did log quite a bit of time on um and so yeah that that's a that's a great game that, that series that's one of those things where um you know if i had the time um i i would love to just sit down and and kind of just play through that entire series but the problem yep. is you just you know you're talking hundreds and hundreds of hours yes um you know yeah. i i tend to be a completionist um when it comes to video games or collecting yep. or those kind of things and so i would i would not be comfortable just like playing through the, the single player thing i would have to you know like get every side mission and every this that and the other thing um so i know that when i sit down to a game like that it's going to take me um kind of forever and a day to uh, to get yeah. there
1: so. yeah and by the way i played it on ps2 so i'm going to try to specify okay. what uh, okay. what specific medium because some of these games are obviously uh from pc to multi-console yeah. to you know whatever so okay. so that was my number five
0: that's a good one. All right, so my uh, my number five uh, is a 1997 uh, Nintendo 64 game. Um, it is based on one of my favorite uh, James Bond movies. It's called Goldeneye uh, 007. It Gold was, standard
1: for first person shooters, yeah, right there. I mean, it
0: was it was a game that I mean. We probably played more of this game in college, certainly at 406, than maybe any other. Um, It had an, you know, it was a first-person shooter. It was really one of the first really well-done first-person shooters. It was probably the best one at the time for the Nintendo 64. Um, It followed the the movie GoldenEye very closely. Um, There was some, um, there were some kind of Easter eggs throughout it. So if you were, I was a big Bond fan and still am. So if you were, you know, there you would see kind of characters from other Bond films that would show up. Um, it has a single player campaign, which is awesome. It, you know, you could play that um, from beginning to end. You could, you know, gain new power-ups. You could get new weaponry. You can, and and it was cool because you would play through it once. And then you, the second time you would play through it, you could use all of the weapons and stuff that you, got from the first time, right? So you'd go back to the first level and then you'd be able to access other things based on tech and gear and stuff that you had gotten the first playthrough. So um, in addition to that, it had a multiplayer mode where you can play up to four players on the same screen, um, which at the time was relatively new. Uh, Again, this is 97. So we had, um, even in our apartment, we played an awful lot of co-op and and four-player you know, versus um, in GoldenEye. So it was, um, again, I, I'm a huge Bond fan. I, I loved this particular movie. If you're, if you're familiar with Bond, um, this was the first, first Bond movie where Pierce Brosnan was Bond. Um, so uh, yeah, it, I was uh, just a, a huge fan of this game. I played the hell out of it. And again, this was on the Nintendo 64.
1: Right, that was actually an exclusive for the Nintendo 64. I it don't was. think any other platform carried that game. And yes, that was a fantastic game. That was, that was probably the first first-person shooter that I really got into because it not only had a fun multiplayer mode, but a really great campaign, right? It loosely sort of followed the, the story of uh, the GoldenEye movie, as you mentioned. Um, but it really, I mean, it was sort of, I believe if my, if my timeline is correct, it followed games like Wolfenstein and, and Doom. Um, they, were, they were sort of, I have to think, so, to some degree inspirational uh, you know, for the people who yes. created Goldeneye. But I mean, Goldeneye became, no pun intended, the gold standard. It was absolutely it one of the greatest first-person shooter games ever. And I play a game called Warzone right now. I got suckered into that. Uh, my buddy Dave, uh, you know, he, he talked me into playing it, and it's a Call of Duty-type game. And I fully believe that games like that would not exist today if it hadn't been for games like Goldeneye to pave that road to get yeah. there. And it's, it's sure. awesome. That's a good choice. Awesome, number four. So, so number four for me is a, is a newer game. Um, I'm going to guess you haven't played it, but I'm, I'm almost positive that you're familiar with it. This, uh, this came out just six, well, actually seven years ago, uh, released by uh, the company Naughty Dog, who's, who's kind of famous for the Crash Bandicoot series and the Uncharted series, the Drake's Fortune and all those. Uh, this is called The Last of Us. And uh, The Last of Us is a game, it's an action-adventure story about a weary survivalist named Joel and, and a young teen named uh, Ellie, and they're trying to get, basically get from, from one side of the country to the other in the midst of a giant zombie apocalypse. Um, and, and I don't want to go into any more of the story, because the story is one of the most precious things about this game. It's really, really good. It, it draws you in and makes you care immensely about the characters in ways that not even movies could do. Um, it's, it's a great mix of third-person shooting and puzzle solving and treasure hunting, you know, kind of like the Naughty Dog games are known for doing. Um, it's, it's really cool because you can craft and upgrade your own weapon, weapons, but you have extremely limited supplies, so you have to be careful with what you have. It's not just a run-and-gun type game where you're just, you're just spraying bullets everywhere trying to kill things. But the story that goes behind it is is so incredible, and there were moments where I mean, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, it'll make you shit your pants. I mean, honestly, this this thing from from beginning to end is amazing. I played this through multiple times, which is the biggest compliment I could probably give in a video game these days, um, especially one that, that has a campaign that probably lasts at least fifteen hours if you're going to play it mm-hmm. on a completionist completionist level. So um, it was an unbelievable game. Um, I just I was blown away the first time I played it. I played it on both uh, the PS3 and the PS4 when they got released and remastered for the PS4. And uh, anyone who's involved in gaming or knows gaming knows that they just released a sequel not too long ago, um, which I haven't played yet. I'm intentionally kind of holding off on it because I... I played the first one again before the second one came out, and I don't want to get too burnt out on it, so I'm going to wait a little while, maybe see if it comes out as a greatest hits or something, get it a little cheaper. But I mean, that's the one game that I wouldn't even blank and, and pay full price for because it was it was really really amazing.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, no, I have not played that one, but I am I am familiar with it. Um, I might have to go back and uh, and pick that one up. Oh yeah, I've never uh, I've never never played it though.
1: Well, the great thing is, if you, it, I mean, it's another game. Again, obviously, fifteen hours ish. It has a lot of time that goes into it, but you can get it for probably fifteen or twenty dollars, and okay. uh, and I promise you won't you won't regret it. It is uh, it is a very very compelling story and a really uh, blood
0: pumping you know type awesome. of, uh, experience. That's awesome. Um, okay, so my uh, my number four is from uh, is a PC game. Uh, It was released in 1985. It was uh, from the publisher Sierra Online. It was built or designed by uh, three people, Roberta Williams, Ken Williams, and Scott Murphy. Uh, It is called King's Quest II. uh, And the the subtitle to that is Romancing the Throne. Um, (laughs) So obviously uh, Romancing the Stone came out in 1984. Was clearly kind of a play on that. Um, so the the King's Quest games, um, they all kind of they follow. Um, uh, well, th- this one follows King Graham, and you have to go and go on a quest, and you have to find three kind of magical um, pieces or you know things uh, throughout history. Um, it's it's a big it's a puzzle game. Um, I remember the first version of this game. I bought uh, it came on I believe six three you know the the floppy disks three and a half inch floppy disks right. Yeah. And so you would you would uh, not only are you uh, moving throughout the environment, but you're typing as you go. So it's the kind of thing where you'd walk up to something and say you know open chest or open door knock on door that kind of thing. And I remember when you would go sometimes when you would go from one screen to the next, it would say, um, you know, please insert disc two, please insert disc, you know, so you had to stop the game, open your disc drive, put in a floppy. Um, you know, a lot of people these days, uh, depending on how old you are, you may not even understand what a floppy disc is, but they, back in the day you had to actually open up your computer and put a disc in. So, um, I don't know how long, would actually take you to play through this game like if you if you just kind of knew it from beginning to end uh for me it felt like it took forever and that was fine i was okay with that um it was a lot of trial and error it was a lot of um you know saving along the way and trying something and then dying and saying fuck i realized i should have saved five (laughs) minutes earlier and you had to go back you know you know three hours um but, but this, you know, the, the entire King's Quest series, um, I don't know how many there were. They probably end up being probably eight or nine. And then they had a Space Quest series. And then they had a series called Laser Shoot Larry. Um, but they were all kind of these same kind of adventure, uh, kind of exploratory type games. Um, this one, though, the story was really super compelling. Um, you know, you would meet, you know, legendary figures kind of like King Neptune. Little Red Riding Hood, Count Dracula, um, you know, and, and, um, you know, at the end of the game, you are, uh, you're trying, you're trying to get the princess at the end of the game. So it was, um, it's been a lot of hours, a lot of, of my formative years. So again, this came out in 87. Um, you know, so this obviously is, is uh, pre-college. This is pre-high school. This is, you know, this is kind of middle school, grade school kind of stuff. Um, and I just, and it was, you know, probably one of the first computers I even, you know, home PCs that I ever even had, right? So it was a, it was a DOS-based game the first time I had it, um, and yeah, I just bring, to this day, when I hear that um, that 16-bit music, it brings back a lot of memories, so
1: great game. That's awesome. That's super cool. I, I Unfortunately, I didn't play that. I wasn't much of a PC gamer even when I had a PC <laughs> when I was younger. Um, the only game I ever played on PC that I remember was a game called Loom, which is... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made by LucasArts, interestingly enough, uh, but it was it was a similar adventure in that you were it was like a point and click type adventure, to, and you had to kind of puzzle solve your way through. But it was this weird sci-fi type thing. But I never played King's Quest, but I did look it up while you were talking. You can get the seven-game uh, collection of King's Quest on Steam for a whopping twenty dollars.
0: hey so really? If you oh, wow. ever
1: choose to revisit, you know your your favorite second game and. Uh, you know, want to go back and, and play the other ones as well. Uh, I don't know if they've been remastered or what the story is. It was released awesome. back in two thousand six, so there was probably. So here's a here's days. a silly question. I don't even know what Steam is. What's Steam? So Steam is basically an online uh, store where they sell PC games. So if you oh, just want okay. to buy games for your PCs, but you want to download them instead of um, uh, you know purchasing hard copies in the stores, that's that's where you can oh, do okay. that. Now I don't know if they have everything. Certainly, I think there may be some games like that. You know blizzard is a popular developer who does like uh, the warcraft series and stuff yep. like that and i don't know if all those are available on steam some of the major publishers probably keep all that stuff in house but any any pc game you could ever want a lot of that stuff is on steam and that's uh that's a good oh, place to cool. get it so okay that's cool yeah i, I kind of get that that
0: shows you kind of how long it's been since i played a pc <laughs> game i didn't right. know what it was yeah okay cool
1: nice okay well cool Well, so moving into more familiar yet older territory, I think I told you before we started this, I I sort of inadvertently um, created a a chronological creep towards number one, but we're going backwards in time, with the exception of Grand Theft Auto and Last of Us. Those that, you know, Last of Us came out after that. So, but uh, going back into my uh, formidable high school years with uh, Pimples and All, uh, released for the super Nintendo system in 1991 right before Christmas was probably one of the greatest games It certainly at the time was the greatest game I had ever played. And that is a legend of Zelda link to the past. I think if I had to compare this game to a wrestling match, it would be macho man versus steamboat. It's, it's commonly regarded as one of the greatest video games that has ever been created. Um, it was the first Zelda entry on the, the new 16 bit super Nintendo system. Um, you know, they they had sort of reverted back to a similar style of gameplay as the original Zelda um, versus the the, the the sequel to Zelda, which was also on the regular Nintendo, the 8-bit Nintendo, which was a little bit more side-scrolling and very different from the very first game. But they kind of went back to the well a little bit in terms of gameplay, but of course you you take your graphics and your sound and you upgrade it uh To a 16-bit system and and four extra buttons on your controller and it makes the world a difference um you know featured only weapons and the ability to travel between the light and the dark world which became a a big uh, motif for a lot of the zelda games that would follow um but i just i mean i just i remember playing this game obsessively and uh just loving the the graphic upgrade Um, and the music behind the game and it just it had a really I I shouldn't say it had a really cool storyline because I feel like every Zelda storyline is exactly the same you're Link and you're trying to be up Ganon and uh, not you know trying to save Zelda and all that stuff but um, it was just a fantastic game that was just fun to run around the entire world and try to discover things back in the day where you didn't have um, you know maps and things like that at your disposal quite as easily as we can go to YouTube and and do a walkthrough and all that stuff it was the perfect size game where it wasn't too big that you felt overwhelmed, but it was, it was um, big enough that you wanted to explore the entire world. And I just, I thought they did such a great job with it. That was my awesome. number three.
0: Awesome, yeah. I, I, um, so I, I, was a, I was a Sega guy growing up um, and, and then PS4. Not, not that I never had Nintendo, but like Nintendo was just kind of not my thing, right? And so I certainly played the Zelda games um you know at buddies' houses or those kind of things, but i never I, I don't think I ever played one all the way through um and uh you know i um i' I'm, I'm not one of the people that has you know that they're super high on my list, and again, it's not because they're not great games, it's just I didn't play them
1: so sure. I mean, if you, if you didn't have, if you had one system, there was no point in having the other for the most part. No, no, it was a little bit obnoxious in the early nineties. Now it's, it's pretty common to have all that stuff on your computer and an emulator, emulator. But yeah, it was, it's, it's one that I haven't revisited a lot, but it's mostly just because I'm a bit of a purist, I'm not going to go back to that game and play it on a PC. Like, I has sure. to be on a Super Nintendo, and it Super has to Nintendo. be. Yeah. Or, I mean, it could be on a Switch if I downloaded it there, I would I would certainly do that as well. But yeah. um, many games uh, of the Zelda family that came after that were, were patterned after that style of play. okay, um, Because they really hit the jackpot on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so my number uh, what I guess my number three. Three, yeah. Um, So I went with with the Nintendo 64, then I went with a PC. I'm actually going with another PC game. Uh, This is a a 1997 game. You mentioned Blizzard. This Mm -hmm. one is called uh, Diablo. Uh, Mm -hmm. Diablo was a... You swerved me on that
1: one. I thought for sure you were going Warcraft.
0: Warcraft, uh, yeah. Well, Warcraft or Warcraft 2 would have been... Good night, bud. Um, yeah, w- w- it's certainly up there. And, you know, one of these days we're gonna have to do, we'll have to do, you know, a Nintendo list and a, and a computer list and a arcade, you know, cause- Absolutely, separate was, this a little bit more. I was talking before this, I sent you a text. I, I go, dude, this has been possible to get to five plus one because I've got like hundreds. But anyways, uh, Warcraft would have been up there. Uh, Diablo, again, was kind of a hack and slash dungeon crawl. Um, you'd go through, you'd kind of pick your character, you would kind of grow your character, level them up, level your character, level your skills, level your gear, that kind of thing. Um, had a single player mode, had a multiplayer mode uh, through what they called Blizzard Net, which was kind of the first, mm-hmm. I think, one of the kind of first big um, uh, multiplayer online portals, right? Where you'd go on and you'd meet people from around the world, and you can actually communicate via chat rooms and stuff via Blizzard Net um this game had so much replay value because so you'd play through the campaign and then you would go into blizzard net and you could play the game and what would what people would do is they would they would mod the game so you could actually they actually had a a middle earth mod where you could go and you could play kind of in the lord of the rings version of diablo all the characters look like Elf, you know, orcs and, and elves and those kind of things. But the, the one thing that I really loved about it was on the internet, they would come up with kind of like alternate game modes or ways to play, right? So as an example, you had a wizard or a mage and you would say, okay, um, if you're going to play, you would play what's called beyond naked maging, what, which what it meant was you, ha- you were not allowed to use any gear and, in fact, you had to use gear that would decrease your stats, so the, you would you, the worst gear you could find that 's what you had to use, and then you would go through and you 'd play the game like that, right or you 'd say you were just like a naked character, so you 'd have to go through the game and never get any gear and try to do it that way right so it was it was um, again the the replay value, especially when you get into those kind of things, was off the charts. Um, I played this game all through college. I played it for several years after college. There was, a, there was really a, a big community around this game. Um, you know, and this is, this is in the kind of early infancy of you know, online forums and message boards and those kind of things. Um, but yeah, the, the amount of hours that I logged playing Diablo and then the sequel Diablo 2 and Hellfire and Diablo 3 and getting ready to come out with Diablo 4 um this this was a gold mine for Blizzard and it was because it was a great game
1: yeah no that's that's great. I remember playing that a little bit, playing your game because we shared a room in college, and I remember you had the computer and we uh I played a little bit of warcraft when when you had that or when you were playing that. I don't remember if it was two or three, but it was probably two it would have been two yeah I think it's two, but I remember playing Diablo a little bit, and I didn't get into it as much, but i I do remember very specifically sort of uh, you know going through and just looting the crap out of everything. It's just yeah. it's a lot of loot mongering in that game. Yes. Um, but it was super fun. And I know that uh you know like that game, I think I'm pretty sure so I think um what what was it called? Something uh well it's called battle.net now I believe maybe Battle Blizzard.net. Yeah. It's called mm-hmm. battle.net, but it's basically a portal that Blizzard has where you can, you know download that as an app on your computer and then you can play all their games or you can um, you can buy all their games through there obviously you know what?
0: i i might have misspoke i i, I called it blizzard net you're right it was called battle it might it might still
1: yeah i don't know if it changed or if they rebranded but BattleNet is kind of what they have now and i actually downloaded that oh, a handful of years ago because i played a game that it was clearly inspired by warcraft and my desire to play that was inspired by you know, my playing your version of Warcraft and it was called Starcraft. Um, okay. So yeah. which is essentially the same thing, only set in a different kind of universe. Uh, I played Starcraft 2 specifically, and it's a really fun game where you just, you know, you create all your armies and then you send them off to, you know, uh, accomplish various objectives and things like that. So that's cool. That's a good game. Um, All right, so number two on my list is probably the game that I have logged the single most time in my entire gaming life, if I had to guess, Um, because A, I love it. It's just one of my absolute favorite games, Um, and B, it it takes a little while to get through, so it's it's not a quick playthrough, and that is Final Fantasy II for the Super Nintendo system. So Final Fantasy II, as most people who know video games know, uh, was actually the the version of Final Fantasy IV uh, that was released in America. So Final Fantasy IV in Japan was Final Fantasy II, uh, released by Square Enix in uh, 1991. So, you know, Final Fantasy is not too unlike the the gameplay of Zelda in the, in the spirit of being an up, down, left and right scrolling kind of game. But it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a role-playing game. It's the first role-playing game that I ever really played. I think that's not entirely true. I think I played the first Final Fantasy and maybe the first Dragon Warrior game or something. But, and those games were okay. But it wasn't until I played Final Fantasy II and their active time battle system, you know, which, you know, battling with monsters requires more strategic, um, you know, thought into how you're defeating your enemies. You know, each character has their own special class that they're in. Uh, You know, it can't really be changed. So you're either, you know, you're a fighter or you're you're in magic or you're a character that has some special abilities or whatever. But the storyline was, is to this day probably my favorite storyline of a game that I've ever played. And that's, that's a huge compliment because again, you know, it's one thing to sit through a two and a half hour movie and have an engaging story, but these video games last hours upon hours upon hours. And to have a good story and to have you really get it, um, you know, absorbed into the characters is, is, you know, a huge compliment. And to be honest with you, my favorite video game score that I've ever heard in my life. I still to this day, listen to the soundtrack of that game, the eight, or not the eight, but the 16 bit soundtrack of this game is fantastic. It is so good. And there, there will be uh, pieces in that score that I'll hear and it'll take me right back to the exact spot of that game that I played. And it was probably the first game that I ever played that I really lost time. You know, the, the one where I'm like, I'm sitting here playing and it's like 10 o'clock and I'm like, hey, I should probably go to bed soon. I'll just, I'll get to this next part. And I look at the clock and it's 2.30 in the morning. And I'm like, holy shit, I got to get to bed. I got to go to school the next day or I got class the next morning. Yeah. Um, just absolutely phenomenal from top to bottom and a ton of replayability, which is why I probably logged more hours with that than anything. But Final Fantasy II for the Super Nintendo Actually it was really close to being my favorite game of all time um, but it's it, it got edged out and is at my number two spot
0: there you go yeah i uh I played that one the, the first time I was introduced to that one was probably in college with you um, and then I went and then I went and played Final Fantasy several of the other ones I think uh, I think the I think last you played three
1: one, I think
0: yeah we' played three I don't think I ever got the one I think the I don't know how many there are at this point, but... 15, the, the, I
1: think, or something like real, that. Yeah, I
0: mean, I, I, think, I think the last one that I played was... I don't think I ever played any of them on the PlayStation, so whatever, whenever that was... So they only released
1: two on the Super Nintendo. They released Final Fantasy II, th- which was four in Japan, and right. they released Final Fantasy III, which was six in Japan. Okay. And that was it. That's all that ever hit Nintendo. Okay, I so the that, original. that might have been
0: the only two that I played then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They um, came out with Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation and then things kind of kept going from there. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, that, oh man, that game is just so, so fun.
0: Yeah. I know. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So I'm on to number two now. Um, so again, just as a recap, I went Nintendo 64, I went PC, I went PC, and now I'm going with the Sega Master System. Oh, um, th- th- this is a 1987 game. Um, probably not super well known. Uh, it's called Alex Kid in Miracle World. Yeah, I know. Um, th- this is your your kind of standard 2D, you know, left right up down um, kind of single screen environment player. Um, Alex is a kind of young martial artist. Um, and he's going after the big bad, I believe his name was Jenkin um, it had it had elements of you know just kind of a button smasher. it had elements of puzzling it had um it even had some rock paper scissors in it um it, it was it was one of these games. I remember I used to play this game and it was um I would just play it over and over and over again. I remember I would talk to my seventh and eighth grade girlfriends at the time I'd be sitting in the basement I would be playing this while I was talking to them on the phone at night and it was you know I'd be playing through areas that I could you know just kind of do in my sleep and it just it was it was um, it was comforting it was a great game um, you know the story was compelling um, and I, I remember the first night I beat that game I was so excited to to finally beat that game um, there was a couple of sequels to it that, you know, were okay, but they never kind of um, lived up to the, to the greatness that was Alex Kidd in Miracle World.
1: That's a good one. I I have played that. I can honestly say uh, it's been a long time because the Sega Master System has not existed for a while and and anything other than emulation form. Um, But uh, I I do remember I had a friend uh, back in middle school that had that game too. So that was, uh, that was a cool game. I do remember that. So is there any chance that we don't have the same number one game? Because I, I, (laughs) if if I, I really feel a strong connection, uh, that, that we probably, and, and to be honest with you, like most things in my life, I feel like I owe this one to you too. Like, this is, you are the one that, that made me realize that this is the, maybe the simplest, but yet greatest game that has ever been created. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and guess and try not to take too much of your steam. Maybe this can just be an open conversation if it's just number 1, but it it's got to be Miss Pac-Man, right? Miss Pac-Man, absolutely. It is. And that's it all is you, absolutely man. Miss Pac-Man, yes. That is all you. I I don't remember the first time, but I just remember the first time that I was sort of re-exposed to Miss Pac-Man. I think you were playing it and I just and in your you were just so matter of fact about, yeah, of course it's the greatest game ever and and you would play this, and I'm just I don't know, like i got I got sucked in, I got absorbed in did, this pack. did they have that game at Mars? I don't know, see, that's the thing. we would have had to have played it in college somewhere, but I don't know where because I don't honestly remember ever seeing a stand up arcade game in Bloomington, but it, it had to be there somewhere, maybe it was at the vid or something like that, I don't know, yeah. but um you know a couple stats on this pac-man released in 1982 by midway really interesting story behind it because it was originally developed by a company called general computer corporation as a mod to pac-man they were ripping off other big games like space invaders and pac-man and stuff they would they would take the original game boards to these games and they would they would attach their own electronics to it and mod the games and they would make a fortune off of it and at college i don't remember and maybe mit or some some college like that Um, And then they ended up in hot water. Obviously they got sued for it or they got taken to court for it. And they were forced to present it to Midway um, who ended up buying it from them and hiring them and releasing it. There's a really cool recap of the story for anybody who hasn't seen this. There's a a six part documentary on Netflix called high score. And it takes you through the chronology of video games from um, the stand-up arcades to the at home consoles to kind of where we are today with a lot of the online gaming and stuff. It's a and that little bit I think it may be in the second episode or the first I don't know is really really fascinating and really cool but you know this game is amazing because it's very simple it's it's not hard it's it's eat the pellets and don't die um, but this game is so infinitely better than the original Pac-Man because <laughs> it has multiple mazes and it's completely random the one thing that Pac-Man didn't accomplish appropriately is that. If you played it enough times, you can memorize the patterns of all the ghosts and where they go. You can't do that with Ms. Pac-Man. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. There are no patterns. So um, to sit down and get a good score on Miss Pac-Man is something to really be proud of. I think maybe hundred and thirty thousand would be my best right now. I mean, I I haven't given it a good solid college try in a while. <clears throat> but it is absolutely by far it, the, the, the most game face I ever have. And with one hand behind my back and I am focused and I've got a beer over here, but I'm not drinking it while I'm playing this Pac-Man. Cause I'm, I'm focused and that fucking red ghost. Every time he finds me, as Blinky or whatever his damn name is, man. He's a, he's a real <laughs> dick.
0: No. I, yeah, I, I, it is. It is certainly the simplest game on my list. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I cannot tell you how many quarters I pumped into it. So I had, um, uh, I I was very lucky growing up. I had a friend of mine who lived in my neighborhood that had uh, in his basement, he had a huge, huge, huge house. And in his basement, he had 12 or 13 stand-up arcade games. And Miss Pac-Man happened to be one of them. And so I, I got to play that, you know, quarter free as much as I wanted to. Um, I, I will say that the best version of Miss Pac-Man is the one that is tag teamed with Galaga because Galaga is another game that is, you know, very high on my list. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, multiple mazes. um, you know there there was there was versions of it where it was faster than others right just kind of out of the box you could play it faster which was good yeah um you know you would go through kind of a a regular progression i think the first one was pink and then you went to blue and then you went to red and then you went back to blue you know um but the you know the 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 key to getting a really good high score is um get getting the ghosts right so you eat the pellets and you got to get all five or all was it four or five ghosts um and then you get the uh, whatever fruit is kind of flying around right whether it's an apple or a watermelon or what have you um but you know you there is a there is a finite score on every single level that you can get and um so you know if you can go through and and get a perfect level it uh to this day it gives me a great amount of joy to get a perfect level Miss Pac Man, I, I believe,
1: if I'm not mistaken, 14,600 points is what you can get on the first level I if you think get that's all correct. the fruit yes. and all the ghosts.
0: I think that's correct, yes.
1: Uh, and that's that's um, that's sort of my standard, right? Like, if I don't get out of there with 14,600 points, I'm like, this is not going to be a good game, yep. yep. But it's um, no, it's fantastic, and I agree, like, that. that the 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 faster paced version of that game is the much better version right because it allows you to sort of react quicker to some of what's going on and you know i'll play that game but i'll get real picky about it If the action on the controller is not just right if it it. doesn't if it's too loose or too tight Mm -hmm. i'm just ah, it doesn't it throws off my game totally and i I won't want to play it but oh man that game is just fantastic if if i could have one game in my basement like one one, arcade game it's yeah. that one and they're doing the they're doing like uh i don't remember what the company's called but like walmart sells them like those half or those three-quarter size cabinets where yeah. they're selling them for like 500 bucks and you can get a Miss pac-man one right now and I, I haven't played it yet like i want to i want to i want to feel it out to see what it feels like but if it if it feels good i would probably get that that or i would just save my pennies and buy a Miss pac-man galaga machine off of amazon but you're probably going to pay upwards in the neighborhood of three grand for one. Yeah,
0: right I think so. And in fact, ironically enough, I looked today on eBay and yeah, they're about 3,500, 3,200. Yeah. Depending on the condition. Plus you got to ship it from wherever it is. So. Yeah.
1: Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, it's, it's uneventful, but I'm really, I'm glad that we are so in sync. It doesn't surprise me on any level. Um, but I, I mean, a lot of our, uh, whoever is watching this is probably bored to death because our lists are very similar because we sort of shared a brain for about five years. So
0: <laughs> true story.
1: Or twenty-five uh, years.
0: All right. So what, uh, you, you, we, we got one, uh, one honorable mention. What do you got?
1: I did. I checked an honorable mention because, and this one actually almost ended up on my list, but I didn't, and I didn't actually pull the stats for it. So I don't have as much other than just the game, but my next one is uh is another newish kind of game. It's uh the the Batman game called Arkham Asylum. Um, yeah. that game is a fantastic game. It was one of the first of its kind that had that sort of gameplay, which was um uh I mean it was similar. It, it was it's a melee style fighting, really more so than, you know, it's similar to the um the last of uh well maybe not the last of us, it's similar to the some of the naughty dog games, like the 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 uncharted games where it's uh, puzzle solving and and um uh uh, you know, you know, finding different, uh, whatever treasures and stuff all around the place. But the, the, the main style of fighting is really more of a melee style versus a gun game. And, uh, and that that's all well and good. The gameplay is great and it's fantastic, but there are a couple things that make this game really special. First of all, it's all in the Batman universe, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a comic book geek, you have to play this game. It is fucking amazing because it goes so deep into every comic book. I mean, the first, there's, there are three games now, or four, well, three primary games um, that came out and every comic book character that has ever existed on any of those pages has ended up in one of these games and most of them end up in the first game and it's fantastic, um, but it's really cool because you're gonna get to fight everybody, but it's, it's really creepy, it's legitimately scary Um, it's a, it's sort of a, it's a Metroidvania type situation where you're going to come up against a lot of places in a map where almost immediately you'll see that, but you won't be able to access it. So you'll have to come back to it at some point once you unlock a new weapon or a new gadget or a new, uh, doorway or whatever, whatever have you. But, um, so that's really cool. And then of course the voice acting is phenomenal. You've got Kevin Conroy, who is very famous for doing, uh, the animated Batman, and none other than my hero Mark Hamill uh, yeah. as the Joker, who just absolutely crushes his performance in this yeah. game, and 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 the future and the following games that he's in as well. It's just unbelievable, and I can't recommend this game enough. It doesn't. Uh, I, I replayed it recently, and it's it's really good. It was really tough. Uh, it wasn't actually until I remembered Vice City that I bumped this game from my list because it was it was that close to being on. But that game is fucking amazing it's really really yeah,
0: good that, that that's that's one of the i'll call this a newer game that i have actually played um I, I have played through that in fact i bought when i bought my playstation relatively soon after that um this came in a bundle at, right and nice. it was a bundle of i two or three or four of them um and, and i didn't get through the other ones just from time but um but i have all three or four of them and um Yes, yeah. I agree. Great great games. I'm a huge Batman fan. I'm a bigger Joker fan. Um, you know, when, when you talk about great Joker performances, you know, I, I would probably put Heath Ledger at the top of that list, but I would probably put Mark Hamill number two. Um, that's not to say that there's not some other really amazing Joker performances. Sure. That, that character is is iconic. He, that's probably my all-time favorite villain like period paragraph right in in any not oh, just sure. in dc but just like the joker is probably well, that, that might be another
1: list because if because uh, if you put him yeah. above darth vader then i feel like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hash some stuff out right that's fine
0: this. that's fine i probably would put the joker above darth vader I'd wow probably, that's crazy I probably, would. I probably would i don't know i'd have to i'd have to think about it you know i think i here well he, here's why right because we got the redemption of Darth Vader. We never got the the redemption of
1: Joker. That, and I think the Joker is a more dynamic character because yeah. you can have multiple actors play him and and you can sort of get excited about, you know, that version of him versus Darth Vader, who is very, if he's not Darth Vader, if he's not voiced by James Earl Jones, right. I don't want anything to do with him. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the Batman <laughs> games are are fantastic. Can't recommend them enough. Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum is the first one. Arkham City is the second one. There's another one called Arkham Origins, but I think that one actually wasn't made by the same company. So I, that's typically skipped. But Arkham Knight is the last one that they made for PS4, and it is fantastic. It, it's centered around the Arkham Knight, which is not Batman, and uh, the mystery of who he is. And, and I, I won't reveal it here for anybody who hasn't played it, but it's a really cool reveal that... Uh, Anyone who reads the comics would certainly, I think, appreciate. So, very cool. Uh, check them all out. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So, so my um, and again, I, I had as I was going through this, I had just literally hundreds of games that I that I could have um, put on here. I, I had to go with with. Uh, I, I just went based on hours logged for the, that was this was kind of my tiebreaker, right? um and, and it's and i think we might even mention it, it it's mario kart 64 i mean oh nice this, this game the mario kart games if you're not familiar i'm sure you are um they're just kind of standard racing games using the you know the mario characters so you got mario and peach and bowser and and luigi and what have you um th- this was a game that so I, in fact i remember we we used to play a ton of mario kart for the super nintendo when we were in teeter um and then when we moved to 406 we had the nintendo 64 version where we were playing we were you know going back and forth between GoldenEye and mario kart um
1: the only two games that you really had to own if you had yeah
0: yeah, those are the ones right and and we i remember we would play this game just over and over and over again and I mean, the replay value was off the charts, obviously, because you're you're racing against your buddies or you're racing against yourself. I remember if you if you bought a special attachment and you would put it into the um, to the controller, you could actually like record your fastest run, and it would show the ghost of where you were, and then you would try to beat that. Um, there was all sorts of special kind of uh, shortcuts that you could take. I remember on Rainbow Road, there was uh, right at the beginning you could actually jump off the the thing and fly through the through the oh. air and then land on but if you missed you were fucked and you were done Hated a of, rainbow you know, road. yeah <laughs> so hard there, there was rainbow road and then there was one that i remember where you could kind of hop over a wall and and kind of cut out three quarters of the of the track um yep. but but the amount of time that you me and buford specifically played this game oh. I, I mean i, I mean just hours on hours on and we would be having parties at the house and we'd still be playing Mario Kart and drunken um,
1: fights we would get into about yes. all that I mean it, just, yes. it was crazy it was yeah. so good though
0: but just just an amazing um and and my kids to this day play whatever version of Mario Kart is is today they've they've got one um but uh but I tell you they none of them really hold a candle to Mario Kart 64 it was it was amazing
1: yeah that was the cream of the crop for got sure
0: Uh, Well, hey, we've we've been chatting a long time. What are we, close to
1: 45 minutes? Uh, We're actually closer to an hour and two minutes. (laughs) That's awesome. I don't know if
0: if our fan is still with us, but...
1: uh, (laughs) If you are, I owe you a drink, buddy.
0: But uh, this has been awesome, and uh, hey, we got to make sure that uh, we don't go uh, from July till late, you know, mid-September again.
1: Right. Well, that's part of the reason this lasted over an hour. Right. We had a lot to catch up on for sure. Right. So, no.
0: All right. Well, Hey, uh, we will see you again soon. And uh, for uh, this is Chewy saying goodbye. Adios. All right. Have a good one guys. We'll see you. All right. Love you, man. See you. One, two, five.